0: Lord, thank you for uh, the beautiful news that you have come, that you are alive, that you want to renew us and restore us, Lord. And so may we pay attention to you at this moment of our service. Uh, We pray this in Jesus' name. And everyone said, Amen. Amen. Uh, Charles Dickens wrote uh, a famous book called The Tale of Two Cities. And so uh, if I were to uh, write a book about this service, it'd probably be the, The Tale of Two Services. Because up to this point, we have sung about uh, joy and God's uh, you know, celebration and God has come into the world. And God is uh, present in our moments of joy. God is present in our moments of celebration. But what we're going to do is we're going to transition into recognizing the ways that God is not present, not, not just in our joy and in our celebration, but also in our sorrow, also in our grief. We're calling this uh, a blue Christmas uh, service. And it's the first time we've done it. And really, this is about the integration of all of life, the good and the bad, the highs and the lows, the joys and the sorrows. And so it's not just uh, Merry Christmas. It's also uh, there are folks in this room that are carrying every morning as well. And so on Christmas, we, we celebrate the reality that God has come to the world to rescue us to birth us into a new reality, to be born into the world afresh. And so it's a time of celebration, a time of joy, and time of rejoicing. But the truth is that not everyone comes into Christmas in that same spirit. All of us come in different places. All of us have come on a different journey. And so we want to make space for the range of experience that people have had in 2015 and maybe over the course of uh, the last few years. The book of Psalms, Uh, In the book of Psalms, two-thirds of the Psalms are laments. And so for some of you in this room, you're in a season of joy, and we celebrate with you. We rejoice that you are rejoicing. And I remember there are many times, until I got a spirituality of sorrow, that I would read all of the psalms that were like depressing, like David would just depress. And I'd go, ah, I'm not feeling that way, and I'd skip it. And I'd go to something that was a happy psalm. i go, yeah, that's the kind of psalm that fits my life. Until one day I was reading, and I sensed God really speak to me. And it was almost like God saying to me, Rich, although you're not experiencing that, there are a lot of people around the world that are. Why don't you read that in a way that you begin to incarnate with them? Feel what they feel. So that Christianity is not just about my own privatized personal thing. It's all about me. Open your life to the world that's beyond you. And the truth is the world is celebrating and the world is also in sorrow. And so this is why we're having a a blue Christmas today, that all of us come together at a different uh, point of our journey. And we're going to do something new. If you're new to New Life Fellowship, we're going to do something new. Uh, This is the first time we've ever done something like this, and I believe that God's going to meet us in profound ways today. God has already met us in profound ways today. He's gonna to continue to meet us. And to lead us through this a Blue Christmas uh, portion of our service, I wanna invite Jerry to come up, and at the end of our time together, I'm gonna to offer some words of reflection to close our time together.
1: Thank you, thanks, Rich. So imagine, you know, imagine a, a family sitting around the Christmas dinner table, um, and one of the family members has suffered a loss. Maybe they've just gotten a diagnosis, and the future is unpredictable. Or maybe they've lost a job, or they're in pain over a relationship. But everybody around that table just pretends like everything is fine and doesn't really make some space uh, to acknowledge what that person is going through. And so it doesn't... Hijack It doesn't have to hijack the family's Christmas and the family's joy in order to just be present with that family member who is suffering. But we enter in and we actually share the suffering but we, and we share hope because in Christ, the bottom line, wherever we are at, is always and so this morning, we're going to actually, we're doing this little interlude because we want to say to those of you that are suffering this Christmas, we know for many, it's the loneliest time of year. And we want to say to them, our brothers and sisters that are here with us, we see you, and we want to acknowledge you. So we're going we're to take a pause, and we're going to say some prayers, and we're going to sing a song, we're going to read some scripture that helps us acknowledge the family members that are going through some loss. Now, it may feel like a jolt at first. It's going to feel a little disorienting because we've been celebrating. But maybe that's because we're not used to being able to hold the tensions. In Christianity, we hold the tensions. We hold the tensions that sometimes it's a wonderful life, and sometimes it's a very difficult life. Both are true. Amen? And so this season has actually not just been season's greetings. This has actually been a season for our country and our world, really, of season's grievings. So for example, um, we've had you know the violence around the world from ISIS. We've had... Uh, the, the pain of the ongoing racial tensions in our own country, of course, the refugee crisis. But I want us to remember that the first Christmas was really shrouded in quite a bit of pain and darkness as well. It wasn't just, Hark the Herald Angels Sing, which was an incredible moment. But it was also that first Christmas, Jesus and his family were running from a dictator and genocide. This is a painting of the flight from Egypt. They were displaced persons in Egypt. We've also seen displaced persons in 2015. 60 million people have been displaced this year around the world. And then, of course, we have displaced persons right in our own community, right in our own backyard from the transitional housing shelter down the street. And this is actually our. parking lot where New Life hosted a barbecue for them last year. and Then, of course, there's a suffering right in the midst of our own family here. Uh, we, have a, we suffer because a loved one is suffering. We suffer, as I mentioned, the loss of relationship, job, financial security. There are just innumerable losses related to just being alive on the earth. So, as you look at this picture, um, I want to ask you, I want you to actually first notice that it's fractured. So make sure you can find Mary in there. You see Joseph in the blue face, and you can see Jesus. But the artist chose to fracture this picture of Christ and his family that very first Christmas. How does this fractured picture speak to you and your life? And so now we're going to have a few minutes to enter um, each other's losses, pain, sorrow, Um, weep with those who weep and again it doesn't mean that if you're in a it's a wonderful life mood we're not trying to steal your joy we want each one of us to have joy and experience the joy of Christmas we also want those of us who are have suffered loss this year that they're not alone And so we're going to begin with the uh, singing of O Come, O Come, Emmanuel. Each of you have in your bulletin this blue Christmas little booklet. Raise your hand if you do not have one, and we'll get an usher to get you one. So take out your booklet, okay? We have a couple of people up front here. Ushers coming. Just raise your hands nice and high. Keep them nice and high. If you don't have one, our ushers are coming. Oh, wow, quite a few. Okay, good. Keep those hands really high so they can see you because it is a little dark in here. Okay, that's true. And the words will be on the screen as well. So this song, O Come, O Come, Emmanuel, it's actually a song of people in darkness, but they're longing for the, uh, for the light. Uh, they're actually longing for God's light. And so when we get to the words rejoice, some of us can really sing that in a happy place, which is wonderful. But some of us, uh, the word rejoice does not necessarily mean happy, happy. Rejoice means I re- I'm reflecting on the hope and joy that only God can give. Remember, the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness cannot overcome it no matter how much it seems like the darkness is winning. That is good news. The light has overcome the darkness, no matter how much it seems like the darkness is winning. So, again, and if you're not necessarily going through loss yourself, I'd li- I want to invite you that in these next few minutes to put yourself in the shoes of someone that you do know has suffered a loss or is suffering, and, and feel how these words from the scriptures, from the prayers, from the song, would fall into the hearts of those people, that we might be with them in that way.
0: At this time, we're going to have a time of scripture reading, and on the next page, you see it says uh, Psalm 122 and 121, and we'll have that on the screen as well the way we're going to read it today is uh, in a responsorial manner, which basically means that this side is the right side, and I'll be leading the right side in praying and reading this together, and Jerry will lead uh, the left side in praying and reading this together, and the beautiful thing about that is uh, one side at, all t- at one point is able to declare the truth of God to another side, and the other side basically is declaring the truth of God back over here, and so we're able to uh, uh, speak the word of God and also hear the word of God as a community together. And between the Psalms, we're going to just have breathing space of about a second or two, so we're not just running through the Psalm, but after the right side prays it, we're going to pause for one or two seconds, and then we'll do the left side, and we'll go back and forth that way. And so uh, together, right side here, let's begin Psalm 121. I will lift up my eyes to the hills. From where is my help to come?
1: Left. My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth.
0: He will not let your foot be moved, and he who watches over you will not fall asleep.
1: Behold. He who keeps watch over Israel shall neither slumber nor sleep.
0: The Lord himself watches over you. The Lord is your shade at your right hand.
1: So that the sun shall not strike you by day, nor the moon by night.
0: The Lord shall preserve you from all evil. It is he who shall keep you safe.
1: Light our first candle and our leader come up. And these are in your book, booklet as well. The
0: first candle we light remember those persons whom we have loved and lost. We pause to remember their name, their voice, their face, the memory that binds them to us in this season. We hold them before God, giving thanks for their lives and ours.
1: Please take a moment
0: to remember those who have died and name them in the silence of your hearts.
1: together let's pray lord thank, thank you for, for the, the gift each of these people has been in our lives we ask that you fill us with the motivation and energy in the days ahead when we feel like giving up remind us often of our true homeland when we are caught up in the desolation of the journey
0: take our sad and
1: aching hearts and comfort us god of sorrow Draw near. So we're going to light our second candle. loss of joy and peace in our lives from the stresses which surround us, the loss and loneliness we experience when our loved ones do not share our faith. Please take a moment to remember the losses, name them in the silence of your heart. Together, God of mystery, we come before you in need of peace. We want to place our trust in you, but our hearts grow fearful and anxious. We forget so easily that you will be with us in all that we experience. Teach us to be patient and open to the changes which we are now going through.
0: Out of the Exodus, you led Moses and your people through the wilderness to a new land. We want so much to have a sense of direction, to know where we are and where we ought to be headed. But the darkness and the questions stay. You ask us to be full of faith, to believe deep within that you are our signpost, that you are our wisdom and our guide, and to trust in your presence. Your words to us are clear, do not fear, I go before you.
1: Let's pray together. God of our depths, we cry out to you to be our God. Help us to have a strong sense of inner direction, Grant that we may have the reassurance of knowing that we are on the right path. Take our lives and use them according to your will. Take all that is lost in us and bring it home with you. And let's light our fourth candle. Oh God, lift up our hearts, we pray, to a joyous confidence in your care, where there is love in life. Teach us to find it. Help us to entrust it, enable us to grow in the power of love. So may our lives bring comfort and encouragement to others. We ask it in the name of Jesus, whose life is our light. that is present both in the world and in our own lives. As people who are familiar with the darkness, we also know that we gather to be illumined by the light of the Christ child this Christmas season. May the Christ child, born in a lowly stable, himself an outcast and marginal, acquainted with grief, may he bring light, comfort, Peace, joy, and hope to you this holiday season. Amen. Amen.
0: Throughout today's service, many of us have uh, experienced a range of emotions, from joy to sorrow uh, to everything in between. And so I want to close our time with a brief uh, reflection and a simple verse that should inform all of what we've done today and really this christmas season one of the gospels in luke chapter one says these words it says the virgin will conceive and give birth to a son and they will call him emmanuel which means god with us god with us it's one word in the greek language it's three words in english God with us. And I believe that these three words are the most important words of Christmas. The first word is God. And at Christmas, we don't say that a great prophet has come. At Christmas time, us Christians don't say that a great teacher has come. At Christmas time, us Christians don't say that a great man has come. We make the staggering statement and and confession that God has come in our midst. And if God has come in our midst, everything changes and everything needs to be seen in that reality. God with us, God is the one who comes. But I love that second word of what Emmanuel means, that it is God that is with. And here we have the best news in the world, that God doesn't just come. God comes to be with this is the, the witness of, Christ, of, of Christmas that God takes on human flesh because God wants to be with us. And this is good news because we, we live in a world that has a hard time embracing the witness of God. For many people in the world, they, they, they believe God against us. And maybe that's been your experience. God against us. Or maybe you've experienced this reality of maybe it's, it's God apart from me, that I don't really feel God's presence. I'm not really aware of, of God's coming. But the gospel writer wants to remind us to let us know that it is not God against you. And it is not God away from you or apart from you. That it is God with you. And in light of all of our disorientation, this blue Christmas that some of us are experiencing, really that our world is experiencing on a great level, the the, the sorrow, the grief, the pain, we sing these songs, we offer these prayers in confident hope and in confident trust and in joy knowing that it is not God against me, it is not God apart from me, it is God who is with me. It is God who is with us. The story of the Bible is primarily not about the desire of people to be with God. It is a story of God's desire to be with His people. And so as we draw near to Christmas, this 2015 season, we are reminded that God is with us. One of the more prolific and iconic pictures of the witness of God is in one of Michelangelo's great paintings. And we see God is extended toward the man with great vigor. This is what Michelangelo wanted to communicate, that God is ex- extending. is almost God is laid out trying to reach humanity, trying to reach out to humankind. God is just reaching, stretching out. And this is the image that Michelangelo wanted to convey, that God is not the one who is indifferent to you. God is sending himself to you. And what Michelangelo wanted to do as well wasn't just to create the sense of God's extended finger and hand towards us. He wanted to make a contrast between God and us. And you see Adam, while God is extending, Adam is just like, whatever. (laughs) And this is the beautiful reality of Christmas. That although we can be like, whatever. God stretches out his hand towards you. God reaches for you. The story of the Bible is the story of God's passionate pursuit to be with you. And so why do we make the space to have baptisms and sing and, and rejoice and also have the space to recognize our suffering and our pain, and our disorientation, it's because God is the one who is with us. If you're rejoicing today, celebrating, maybe it's been a good year for you, God is with you. And if you're in deep desolation, and in sorrow, and in grief, and in pain, God is with you as well. And we, when we grieve and we have sorrow, the book of Thessalonians says, we are not like those that grieve without hope. We are those that grieve with hope. Why? Because God has come into the world to rescue us, to redeem us, to renew us, to resurrect us. And so on this blue Christmas, we celebrate that God has come. And not only that God came 2,000 years ago, but that God is present in this very room, longing to heal, longing to restore, longing to offer us a new life. And so on this Christmas season, we hold together the tensions of life, the ups and the downs, the mountains and the valleys, the merry and the mourning. We hold it all together in dynamic tension, knowing that regardless of what we experienced in 2015 and whatever's coming our way in 2016, that God is with us. And this is why we celebrate Christmas. It wasn't that a great man came. It wasn't simply that a great teacher came. It wasn't simply that a great prophet came. We celebrate that it is God that came in our midst, and our hope is in God. I'm going to invite us to stand, and we're going to sing a song of response. And we're going to sing this song called, uh, you know, Come Let Us Adore Him. And Christmas is about, we've got the gifts and all that beautiful things, but The center of Christmas is about us adoring and worshiping the one who came as a baby. The one who came to offer healing to our pain and joy in the midst of our sorrow. So as we sing, we sing some of us rejoicing, some of us in sorrow. But However you're singing today and however you've come to church today, let's offer our voices in worship to the God who has come to us. Let's sing together. As we close, I want to invite the prayer team to come to my right, and we're going to have the Lord's table here as well. Those prayers that we prayed as a community together, some of you maybe were praying on behalf of someone or with someone in mind, or maybe you were praying that for yourself. And this is why we uh, have a prayer team uh, available for you at the end of every service, because we come in different ways, uh, with different stories and different experiences. And so for those of you that... You just need a little extra prayer today. You need someone to pray with you and for you, to have hope in the God who offers us joy in the midst of our distress. Uh, As our prayer team comes up here, come up for prayer, whatever need you have. And for some of you today, maybe you're not even a Christian. Maybe someone invited you today, and this is your first time in church or first time in a long time in church. and, And God is with you. And not only is God with you, God is for you god wants to change your life around he wants to infuse you with the hope with the joy with the forgiveness of sins with the new life that the world cannot give and the world cannot take away and so if you've never made a decision to follow christ like i did some 16 years ago 17 years ago like many of us did that said yes i'm making a decision today to begin my journey in following jesus if you've never done that before we have our prayer team here that would love to pray with you and for you. And we also have the Lord's table here, where the Lord's table is the convergence of celebration and sorrow in one, where we celebrate that God has come and God was broken and bruised in our behalf. And it's a it's a table of sorrow where God takes on the sin of the world and representing the cross. And so when we take the bread and we dip it in the cup, we are reminded that God was broken and bruised for us because he loves us. And we celebrate that because He loves us, because He has come for us, because He is with us, that we have hope. That we are not like those who grieve without hope. We are like those that grieve, be- who have hope, because God has come. I'm going to ask as we close our service, um, downstairs we have our shell room. There's coffee and tea and bagels down there and uh we can talk downstairs and have a great time and high five and hug and say merry christmas but for some of us this is god has come to us in a very significant way today and we want to create a holy space for some of us that just need to sit in this moment here and just take a little bit more in downstairs we'll celebrate and hug and everything but let's just keep it as uh as uh, quiet as we can here being sensitive of all the different stories and people that I represented in this room. You can come up for prayer as we close. But as we close, I want to invite you to open your hands towards heaven to receive a blessing. May you walk out of here knowing that the favor of God is on you, that the grace of God is on you, that God's peace and his joy is for you and with you in the midst of whatever you face today. And so with your hands and your hearts in a posture of receiving, brothers and sisters and sons and daughters of the living God, may the lord bless you and may he keep you may he shine his face upon you may he fill you with peace and may you walk out of this building in the power of the holy spirit knowing that god is with you god is for you may we celebrate in the midst of sorrow that we celebrate because we have hope in the one who has come and so i bless you all today in the strong in the beautiful, in the resurrected name of Jesus. And the people of God said, amen. amen. Grace and peace, everyone.